Hey friends, Ashton here and welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. Um, I am like, I'm a little giddy today, if I'm honest with myself. Um, you know, it, here's, here's the good thing about the universe we live in. Uh, it just does not stop with abundance. It, 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 it just keeps on keeping on. And sometimes I feel like I've read it all, I've seen it all, I've crossed paths with them all, and then... Boom, new beautiful things come my way, which it's not necessarily new, but it's fresh. I could say that when we speak of uh, gratitude and gratefulness, nothing new here, but it's definitely fresh. And on the podcast today is Christy Nelson, um, and I am just, I feel like we've got a friendship in the making here coming our way, Mm -hmm. and uh, my discovery of her work um, has done a couple things. One, it's giving me, it's given me language for things that I, I, I knew at the cellular level, but I needed some vernacular. I needed some structure mm-hmm. to kind of go, oh, that, that's that thing you've been thinking about for five years. Uh, but at the same time, it also brings me back to the center to where we all long to be aligned and grounded in a grateful spirit. And this is her work in the world. So I, I'm jumping all over and giving her a bumpy bio. But with that being said... Welcome to Good Trim Beautiful, Christy Nelson. Yay. I am so happy to be here. I mean, that's such a great introduction. You don't need to say <laughs> anything about who I am. Just that level of resonance and alignment and connection. It's a beautiful thing. Well, beautiful um, thing. we're going to have a good time today. And, uh, I, I, you know, I begin every interview, especially with someone that's new to our community. Uh, I ask the question of when you introduce yourself and your work in the world, you know, where do you begin? So let me throw that your way. What's Christy up to in the world? Well, what am I up to now? Or how did I get here? Uh, so let's go uh, now and then let's hit the let's let's hit the story that kind of started it. Okay. All. Okay. Uh I'm the executive director of a network for Grateful Living, now called Grateful Living. We shortened our name uh, because we're just a network and it just was so confusing. Everybody called us different things. So Uh, I've been the ED here for almost nine years, and I love this work. Um, The work is helping people, giving people everything that they need in order to live their lives gratefully. And so it's a lot of support. It's a lot of encouragement, inspiration, connection, comfort. We also have a community of people who come. We have a gorgeous website. And basically, we're lucky because before the pandemic, We have had this website for 22 years Mm -hmm. and long time. And uh, we were super facile when the, you know, when COVID hit, because we could just continue to do what we were doing while a lot of other people were trying to figure out how to get from offline to online. And we were, we had it all here. So we, people come every day Mm -hmm. to the website, which is grateful.org and grateful.org is what we call a sanctuary and a practice space. So people come to the website, thousands of them every single morning, every day, and they read quotes and answer a daily question and they explore the website and give themselves the juice that they need Mm -hmm. to get through the day. And a lot of people who are really going through hard stuff. Yep. Yep. Totally. Before we get into the bread and butter of what we're going to be in today of, of, of gratitude yeah. and gratefulness, um, I want to rewind and, and go back to kind of your story that was kind mm-hmm. of your, if, if I'm reading things correctly, your, your great awakening, your doorway yeah. Uh, yeah, in, mm-hmm. into waking up, becoming grateful for the very breath you've been entrusted, the day that is here and now and at hand. So Rewind with me, take me back there, because I think that it's helpful to know that story uh, to help get us where we are today. Yeah, thank you. It was what I call the wake up call, um, you know, the awakening. Uh, And it now is 30 years ago, which is just stunning. Um, When I was 32, I was really super sick and it took them a long time to figure out what I had. Uh, by the time they diagnosed me, I had stage four lymphoma. And that is what they call end stage. There wasn't anywhere to kind of go from there. So um, I went through all the treatment that was recommended and did all the alternative stuff. I did everything. 
And uh, that was another nine months. And then kind of stepped off the platform into the great unknown, which is where we live anyway. And uh, my life was completely changed because I lived in the space of mystery and uncertainty and not knowing and befriending that became everything for me and learning to live from one moment to the next and to let my heart lead me and to live with joy and to, I just was automatically grateful for everything. Wow. Wow. I truly was every single moment. And, and that experience changed my life completely because I realized that it was possible hmm. to live taking nothing for granted. Like just all of a sudden everything was in sharp relief for me. And I, I didn't walk past anything. I didn't miss a beat. I, everything was good, true and beautiful. I mean, <laughs> honestly, the things that I used to just think I never even, the birds would stop me in my tracks. Yes. Right. So yes. it's like the taste of a cup of tea would just yes. have me just flat against the back of my chair. Just like, just you know, literally singing for joy. And then I got, I got, I lived longer and, and that stopped happening. It was amazing. It's like, I realized how easy it was to go back to taking life for granted again. And so that's why I'm here. And that's why my total passion and devotion, my obsession is helping people understand that it's possible to, develop what I call spiritual musculature hmm. through practice. And that spiritual musculature is the ability to have perspective. Yeah. 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 Awakening is one thing. Staying awake is another thing. <laughs> You're exactly right. It's easy to wake up and then it's easy to go back to sleep and it's yeah. easy to go half awake, half asleep, numb, you know, just going through the motions of life and, it's interesting how I didn't ever think that could happen and it happened and that woke me up too. Yep. You know, the fact that I could kind of start sleepwalking through my life again. Right. All of a sudden it starts to lose its shimmer. You don't feel those sun rays like you did. You don't hear the it's, birds like you did. It's um, true. And it's, and that it didn't take long hmm. um, when I realized that was happening for me to just try to shake myself out of what is this? Mm -hmm. And this is radical because I've just had this totally fresh experience of being wildly alive and awake to life. And then what what's happening here? So because I had a recent reference point and I knew that it was possible to live every moment in that state of great fullness of heart, I call it. I, and even in the face of knowing that life was short, I didn't know how long I was going to live. I was still struggling with a lot of physical issues. It was possible in the face of all of that to be grateful yeah. in every moment. Yeah. That was a good thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it it just takes one taste. You know, you just mm -hmm. have to taste and see once. And then you kind of always have that as your reference point back to. Like, I know what's available. Yes. I know the exactly. peace. I know the rest. I know the alignment. I know the centeredness, the groundedness. Use whatever language you need to over that. I know yeah, it's the freedom, yeah, the freedom, the joy, liberation, if you will. Liberation is a beautiful word. I was liberated from something that had, you know, kind of tyrannized me a lot of my life. So it was a beautiful experience. And once you've, it's true. If you're conscious in those moments when you're being awakened and you know what you're being awakened to, it's a reference point that you can return to again and again. And so I think these practices, like how do we practice something? Yeah. It's really about kind of those finding the, putting down the breadcrumbs, finding out what are the breadcrumbs that are going to take me back so that I can find my way. And I got to develop the musculature to get back there. Yeah. It's easy to connect the dots looking backwards. You know? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it yes. is. Yeah. You can, yeah, is. you can remember, you can recall, you can recognize like th these words we use all the time, right? They're, they're drawing us back to that place to that, that's that cellular memory of enchantment is available. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a great, great way to put it. Yes. Enchantment's available and our culture Right. So that's kind of what happened. I got mainstreamed. I got back mm. into the work world, back into commuting, back into this stuff and back into consumerism. 
And I realized how much that enchantment needed to hold a particular weight in my life in order to be in any way um, a force (laughs) against these forces that are so active all around us all the time. Before we kind of dive into some of your guiding principles, there, there was sure. there was a couple things I wanted to, to to chat through. The first one being the difference between gratitude and gratefulness. Uh, <laughs> that this is right out of the gate in the book, and and this is important. This is a necessary dialogue. I think at first glance you can pass over it and be like, eh, kind of the same. I think they kind of harmonize. I don't really know there's much difference, but. Hold my hand here on mm-hmm. the 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 delicate difference between what gratitude and gratefulness is. Sure. I love that invitation to hold your hand. Here we go. <laughs> um, so gratitude, really easy. You know, now it's so trending, right? Everybody talks about gratitude and there's a million gratitude journals and all the stuff that people do. It's a feeling, it's a feeling and feelings are fleeting. So, oh, you have an experience of gratitude, that feeling state. And those things disappear like ice on a hot day, right? So you're just going to go, oh, this I had this great feeling of gratitude. Where is it? Why is it gone? And I think it's a very passive way of going through life. I think we expect things to happen to us. Mm-hmm. We happen for us. Yeah. We expect to get things. I want to get things that make me feel grateful. Um, and I've had this experience of like, whoa, I had this great gratitude high and I want to get it back now. It's I really do compare it to happiness. Mm-hmm. I think happiness and kind of the pursuit of happiness locates all of it outside of ourselves yeah. in so many ways. And so gratitude, I think, lives in that same domain. And it's something that we're supposed to want for, wait for, search for, and we don't have a lot of agency in terms of our relationship with it. Gratefulness is the state of being grateful, which means it can belong to us. It means it is an inside job. It's the it's the orientation to life that is proactive rather than reactive. It comes from within. Mm. And we have the ability to nurture that, to cultivate that state of gratefulness in every moment of our lives, no matter what's happening outside. So gratitude, super conditional, highly circumstantial, fleeting, all of those things. And, And gratefulness is not. Gratefulness is robust and resilient, lives within us is something that we can strengthen and strengthen as we go through our lives as a way to greet life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than respond to life. Yeah. Well said. Gratitude. Gratitude has a lot of contingencies. If this happens and that happens, there's a lot of expectation. You know, my last five interviews here, somehow, some way we get back to the conversation about our expectations in life and and how they, um, my, oh my, are they not one of the great, inhibitors that keep us out of the grateful state. Gratefulness, you're talking about a set of eyes. You're talking about a way of seeing, a way of being, an availability, an available consciousness to embrace the world that's available. The the world, matter of fact, the world at your fingertips that you've been entrusted. Um, Yes. Life. Yeah, life. Life itself. Life. Life itself. And I think there's no greater way to honor life than to greet it gratefully. That's kind of the, that's where it belongs. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We're just going to go ahead in now. This interview's over. That's all we needed to hear. <laughs> there, there's no, there's, okay. there's no better way to greet life than with gratefulness. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's the honoring. It's the great, it's the reverence. It's the way of saying, wow, you know, life, uh, it's not promised yeah. us. No, I had I had a talk with one of my best friends yesterday, and I said, "Do you ever just have the thought that like there's actually something like there didn't have to be something, but there is, <laughs> but there is something, and, and we're just yeah. we happen to be tucked over in this random corner of that something floating on this ball that's not really sitting on anything. Like, do you ever just get your whole mind blown by the shebang that yeah. is happening right before you? You get you, you know, you just 
bam. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like you're, you're on without needing it. You're on one of those psychedelic journeys, yes. honestly, that people, people have for decades and decades and centuries been looking for that exact way of orienting to life that you are. And brother David, one of the things he says, that's so great. is like, everything is surprise, right? That's one of the principles in grateful yeah. living. Everything is surprise. Everything is a mystery. And the biggest surprise is that there's anything at all. Right. <laughs> like that's, yes. If you're not blown away by waking up in the morning and it's like, Whoa, I've got a body. Whoa, I've got a room. I'm under a roof. There's a, you know, it just, just can turn on a light. So you just, if you expect nothing, everything can deliver you into this state of awe mm -hmm. and uh and beauty and and reverence and 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 gratitude gratefulness and i think that's really that's kind of the way to go is when we that expectation entitlement piece is this assumption that we are due that we're due something and that it's promised to us and other people have it and so we better get it and boy is that a fast path to suffering that's right yeah and Fast track, right? So I think the more that we can treat life as a surprise that it is, yeah. Yeah. the the better we're going to feel. Christy Nelson, I'm high-fiving you through the microphone. Um, <laughs> bam, uh, bam. So um, you're right. It is not that happy. It's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's gratefulness that makes us happy. Um, yeah. And that that's, is and I don't write it. Brother David does. He says that. It's yeah. such a it's the best, isn't it? It is. Let's talk about Brother David. That's this is a bit off script, but I feel like he needs he 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 needs a little spotlight here. He needs a big spotlight. He is um he is a radical dude. He he <laughs> you know, he is uh, How old is Brother he, David now? 96. 96. Well, wow. he's a Benedictine monk. A radical dude. I just I should be mindful of my speech, but I don't think he would mind. He he has been on the forefront of interfaith dialogue. He has been on the forefront of a kind of spiritual and religious scholarship that um, appeals to the secular. You know, what the, he gets it that that part of what needs to happen in order for life to be transformed for people is that you take the best of what religion has to offer. You take the best of what this kind of the deep spiritual wellspring that's at the centerpiece of all religions and you um, stick it all in a blender and you put it out, like shake it to everybody. A wisdom smoothie. You get a wisdom smoothie. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. So wisdom smoothies for everyone because you take that centerpiece that's so profound, which is awe and wonder and mystery and reverence, all those things that are so the best of what spirituality and religion can offer and, and talk about them in a way that makes them accessible to everyone and to a greater diversity and beyond the boundaries of faith. So he's, he's incredible. He's writing, he's actively writing still. Uh, he's spending his winters in Argentina. He's 96. He just flew from Austria to Argentina to spend the winter there. I wow. mean, he's, He's an absolute profound teacher for me and for many, many, many thousands of people. And he he spends time with the best of them. Yeah. You know, he spends time with, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh was a dear friend and the, the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu and people who are thinking on the edges and really committed to human liberation. Yeah. Um, that's really where Brother David has lived so much of his life. And he's an extraordinary um mentor and wise person beautiful for many many people yeah. and he kind of rides shotgun with you in the book you know his wisdom you he know does I mean? it, it's <laughs> it's uh it it i think it's i think it's you you repackage a lot of what he's probably yeah. taught for a lifetime yeah um yeah and and i love him. he's riding shotgun yep. he or or i'm riding shotgun with him i'm not sure we're kind of we're we're on that motorcycle with the passenger car yeah <laughs> and so um not to move into that negative dimension, because I don't want to do that, but I do think it is it is good for us to name the inhibitors mm -hmm. to gratefulness. I think I think it's mm -hmm. good to go, hey, that that does that. If this is what you're longing for, these things keep us from that. You say assumptions sure. and expectations. We've already talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Comparison and jealousy, scarcity and insatiability. Insatiability, my oh my. 
Um, Isn't it? Entitlement. It's just, it's... Invulnerability. Yeah. Um, you know, never enough, right? Like that, yep. that, that, yep. that. Um, and so we name those things. And I, and I do believe that, that the degree to which you build the muscle, as you call it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. over time, the muscle, the, the, the muscle will start saying, hey, that's not a part of our diet anymore. We, we yes. used to do assumptions and expectations. You used to do that deal. We're not doing that anymore. You used to do the comparison yeah. jealousy thing. That doesn't work for these muscles that we're trying to build. Um, that's right. And I think those, that's a helpful metaphor for that dialogue of the inhibitors to gratefulness. And I think you're exactly right in it when, when you're talking about it. I'm so glad you brought these up because uh, a lot of people don't address them, but I think it's so important to look at what takes us what takes us back. Like for me, right, I'm talking about those, what were the things that I left? I left the state of gratefulness and I got into the job, I work world, the, all the stuff where those inhibitors are fully alive. Right. The, the messages in our consumer society and our culture at large and our political systems and all these things it's so much grounded in those things, the way that so many people think that it's the way to live life. And so it's no wonder that we have to build this, a balanced musculature to really be able to be in the world and to remember, um, to reconnect with those things that we can carry around with us as reference points. But once you build a strong enough reservoir, I think, of having those experiences of gratefulness where you go through a part of your day and you have this amazing way of orienting to the day and to life and to the people around you and your circumstances, it's really, it's incredibly powerfully appealing to figure out how to have more of that. Mm -hmm. And when you realize how much, wow, you know, comparison really didn't help me. Mm -hmm. All of that, you know, all that scarcity stuff that I was working with where I needed more of this and more of that, I was suffering. I was suffering. And so it's easy to make those connections. I think when you experience what liberates my heart and what burdens my heart and which way do I want to go? Yep. Yep. For sure. And, and over time you can spot these people from a mile away. Like, Mm. like, like there is, there is a, there's a hum, there's a shine, there's a brightness. There's a, I'm not, I don't need to protect anything. I don't need to defend anything. There's just this, mm. um, really, I mean, like, I hate to just keep using the word, but it's this grateful spirit that, that mm-hmm. emerges and it's crazy attractive, right? Like mm. while the, while the markets may operate in comparison yeah. and jealousy, scarcity, insatiability at the soul level, right? I, I, totally. and I, and I think like, as we, you know, I'm in the business world, as we speak through the lens of leadership, one of the most attractful things that le- that we as leaders can do is bring that grateful spirit into the workplace. And, and and you can't force it on people, but over time they will be attracted. Once they see the flow that it creates in your life, the joy that mm-hmm. it creates in your life, the the need the need to not be right, the need to not know all the answers, to just be okay with life as it is. My, oh my, do we not need that consciousness as we move into the next era? Name it, Ashton. Go. <laughs> Nailing it. And and I think you're exactly right. And I think what I love is there's that idea, like they say gratitude makes you more likable. You know, like they've done all these research studies and spent bazillions of dollars to determine that, you know, gratitude makes people more generous and gratitude uh, makes people have stronger immune systems and it makes us more socially appealing and all these different kinds of things. But I think when it's all synthesized and it's really the, the wellspring from which you live your life, right? Then it is a whole other, it's not this intermittent kind of experience. It's not something you put on in the morning. It's something that is cellular Mm -hmm. and it is reliable and, um, and I think you are, when you talk about soul, I think you're right. I think there really is a soul of something here that's so powerfully important to figure out how to bring us back to, and that we know when we're in those encounters and in those moments.
you've got five guiding principles in the book, and that's kind of what I wanted mm-hmm. to chat through with you today. Great. Grateful living as a way of life. Five principles. Um, and the first one is just life as a gift. That when you, when you greet each moment gratefully, you are always receiving. I want to focus in on that always receiving. Because um, it's a posture, right? It's, it's an open-handed, mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's, a, um, uh, it's an orientation to the totally. universe. It's a, uh, it's, it's you, you, yeah, I'm going to hand it over to you because I'm dancing around. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll probably dance around it too. So what I love this whole idea is that gratitude waits for something. And you have to wait to receive something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grateful yeah. living is you're aware that you're always receiving. You're receiving life in every moment. Your breath, like when you greet each moment gratefully, you're aware of how much life is in service hmm. of your being alive, of the earth, of the planet, of all of what's streaming towards you, all of what's working. So there's a sense of you don't have to wait to receive anything. Hmm when you're living in that state of gratefulness, I do believe that's really how you experience it. Like life is the gift that we are always receiving. You don't have to wait for somebody to wrap something up and give it to you. There's you're, you're filled up and then everything else is just a bonus. You don't have to produce it. You don't have to manufacture it. It's already, and nobody else does. And nobody else does. Cause that's the thing is we're walking around all the time wanting other people to impart, Mm -hmm. you know, for us, the experience of life that we want to have. Okay. Like make me happy, make me grateful, Mm -hmm. make me feel this, make me feel that. So I think what's exquisite is to fill ourselves up. And then it's an amazing way to go go through life. Um, So that is to me, it's obviously it's the, it's the basic one. Life is a gift. Every moment is a gift. What that means too is, you don't get to expect it. You don't, it's not promised. It's a gift. It's a gift. And it's coming to us from the universe, from the planet, from all the places where we're receiving. Um, We have this extraordinary gift that's been given to us. And if you greet each moment gratefully, you're always receiving it. You're aware of what's coming towards you. Yeah. A couple of nights ago, I was laying with my daughter and it had been maybe years maybe years since I had like laid my ear on her chest and she's like Mm. eight or nine. And Mm. I just heard that heartbeat. And I was like, I'm, I, I have zero control. I I've done nothing for any of this. Life is amazing. I mean, it was, it was such a contemplative like moment for me to just anchor down into. I mean, it, it, it's carried me this week. I've gone back to it multiple times. Just mm. we, we need those practices. We need, yes. we need a chest to lay on so we yes. can hear, you know, the hum that's happening without Ashton or Christy doing anything, right? It's just there and available for us to enjoy. When I teach, I have people put both hands over their chest so they can feel their lungs breathing and their heart beating. Mm. And I'm a big believer in and quieting down and feel the life force that is just streaming through you. And it's, I think, you know, if we have, if we have people's chests who will let us, (laughs) people will let us lie our ears on their chest. We're lucky. We're blessed. Mm -hmm. And to connect with that and to realize like, oh my God, there's this whole organism, this human being you don't have to plug anything in. No batteries. Like everything is everything is inside that body yeah. running itself in every single moment through like it's it to me. And I talk about this all the time. I just taught a class um, at Barnard and I and I just said millions of things have had to go right and not go wrong in this one week yeah. for you to be sitting here. Millions. Yeah. Like if you don't see this as a miracle and it's not like, you know, lightning bolts from heaven, it's a miracle that you are here at all. What it takes. The fact that there's something. There didn't have to be something. Right. Um, So there we go. That's life is a gift. Checkbox number one, life is a gift. Now here's the deal. (laughs) I'm honest. It's a tie between two and three for me. Of which one that really, that that I love. So number two, 
everything is surprise. When you open to wonder, opportunities abound. Talk to me about the element. <laughs> I, if I had, to, if I was going to go get a tattoo, which I don't, I don't like needles, but if I was going to get one, I'm thinking like on the forearm, maybe one says surprise and the other one says delight. Like those are those Ooh, are two words nice. that really fire me up. So talk to me they're, about everything. They're surprise. beautiful. Oh well, so many people. I think it's just a it's a powerful contradiction. So many people hate surprise. Right. Don't surprise me. I got to have it all figured out. Um, and and so I know, I mean, I I have lived in a state of vigilance a lot of my life, you know, just, you know, trying to be in control and think I'm in control and um, expectations, all of those things, all the stuff that I want to have pre-programmed that helps me feel like I can orient to life without being surprised. And yet the most powerful things in life come as surprises. Right. There's no doubt about it. The hardest things and the best things really come as surprises. And it's when we let go. Uh, so everything is surprise. What that means is everything is mystery. Mm-hmm. Everything is, is mystery. Truly, you can think you've got it down, but life isn't going to let that go very long that you think you've got, oh, I got it all figured out. Yeah. If every day I do just this, just this, just this. And what that keeps us away from is all of that sense of wonder. So when you open to wonder, like all of a sudden it's like both curiosity Mm -hmm. and awe, wonder in both those senses of the word, which I love. I'd have wonder on one of my arms. I think (laughs) one is it reminds me, it reminds me to be curious. Right. And the other one is it reminds me to keep my eyes open to awe. Mm -hmm. So when you open to wonder, everything seems like an opportunity. It's like, it's just all over the place. Every moment is ripe and rich with possibility. I think that's a pretty extraordinary way to live. And yet we resist mystery. We resist surprise so much of the time. And so I think it's really important. And I like the idea of open to wonder, open to surprise, open your heart to surprise and wonder. And you will see so many opportunities that you had never seen before. Hmm. We walk right past them all the time. Is the is the practice is the posture to allow surprise? Uh, is it one of surrender? Is it letting go? What, what? It is, and I also think it is. Or is it just to it, not be in control, like just allowing the world to be a world? Well, I think. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. Let the world be the world. But I think everything is surprised. Let's the world be the world. But when open to wonder, that's actually a mandate. Mm-hmm. I think it really is. Open your heart to be amazed, to be curious. That peak awareness um, that I talk about as a perspective, peak experiences, you know, which have been talked about a long time. You know, what are the things that bring us to peak experiences where we feel that sense of flow that you mentioned and we feel like we're really one and we're interconnected? I think in this space, there's a tremendous sense of belonging. I think when you open to wonder, that whole idea, it's like, oh my God, the the earth is a tiny marble. The earth is this vast big thing. We are huge. We are teeny. The whole world just feels like it's awe-inspiring. And that's a preferred way to live over, I've got this down (laughs) and it fits in my grid and in my little paper, you know, on my sheet and I got it all figured out and I never want to stray from that. And um, we see the kind of suffering and and depression, you know, we're combating so much in our culture, we're combating anxiety and surprise and mystery can feel anxiety producing for people. And I think wonder is a really wonderful mm-hmm. way to post- put a different posture around that yeah, yeah. One, one openness wonder can kind of be some of the courage you may need to step out of that which is familiar and, totally and, and, and then then the the here comes the awe right like just that mm-hmm. curiosity and wonder um and after all is the grateful spirit like it, it's these these dominoes kind of yeah. follow each other it's literally kind of, you know, are you willing to look around the corner you've never looked around That's before? Right. Are you willing to take a turn you've never taken before? There is that courage. You're exactly right. And the courage kind of leads us. Um, it's the willingness to be vulnerable yeah. um, as well. Like all of this is the willingness to be vulnerable right yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. Number three. Uh, here we go. I like, again, it's a tie <laughs> with number two. The ordinary is extraordinary. When you take nothing for granted 
life is abundant. One of our mantras here, this is paraphrasing one of our mantras at Good, True, and Beautiful, mm. is mm. the mundane is magic. There's magic mm. in the mundane. I think we're saying the same thing. Um, the ordinary... So glad we found each other. Yes. It, 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 <laughs> Thank it, you. We found, for sure, when you take nothing for granted, life is abundant. When, when, you, when you say, oh my gosh, it's all a gift, you can't help but see the overflow in everything. It's so extraordinary. I mean, that's, it's kind of, this is, this is my favorite. This is to me, the centerpiece of the whole thing, which is there's, you know, if you wake up to this idea that like, okay, there's so many people who wish they were waking up today. It's not ordinary to be alive. It's extraordinary to be alive. There's so many people who would do anything. There's so many millions of things that could go right and wrong that, that would take us out of life in any given moment. And so just the fact of continuing to exist, just can we live inside that all? But also we are so blessed. We are so privileged. We have so much plenty available to us that could keep us just, I think, awestruck all the time. And, and to me, seeing that the extraordinary is in within anything that we think of as ordinary. And it's literally just a matter of putting your perspectacles on, put those Put the glasses on and look differently at the same path to work you've taken before, at the same yard you have outside your door, at the same kitchen that you've always had, at the same partner you've had, whatever. Look at it. And it's if you look at that as extraordinary, and I think a great place to start is always with the body Hmm. because the body is nothing short of the most stunning marvel, just like you've had that experience with your daughter. And we walk around so much. This is the antidote to scarcity. This is the antidote to insatiability is you're too busy being blown away by life to need to go shopping all the time. Yeah. yeah, To measure everything to to say not enough, too much. (sighs) I'm in the lead. I'm behind, you know, totally. I I agree. Or I need a new this and a new that, and I got to have more of this and more of that. And I think there's a, a profound level of contentment and that you realize that the abundance you've been looking for is already here. That's right. It it's already in most everyone's life. Yeah. And if you can start with what you're um grateful for and what is really truly extraordinary that's right in the home base of your being. Yeah. And in your immediate surroundings, then then there is nothing mundane. Mm-hmm. As you mm-hmm. say, it's all kind of magic. Yeah. I was I've shared this story on here before, but I was speaking in Nashville, no, Memphis one morning and just kind of had like a panicky moment. It just, it, I wasn't, mm-hmm. something was off. And mm-hmm. uh, one of my practices for, for those types of moments is to just get a sheet of paper out and write a hundred things I'm grateful for. Um, oh, wow. and, typ- and typically it's like the house, the job, the wife, right. the, you, you start, <laughs> right. you know, you start really big. The, 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 one of the first things I wrote was coarse black pepper. And, oh, and I had, to, and I had this moment where I was like, there it is. If I'm not alive to the coarse black moments of coarse black pepper moments of my life, I'm not going to get it in some award. I'm not going to get it in some deal that closes. I'm not going to get it in a standing ovation. I have to find it in the mm. smallest areas of my life. And if enchantment is happening there in the small places, you better believe it's going to go to the macro level. Um, You're a hundred percent right. Like, you know, they can say how I love the saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. everything. Sherry Huber. And if, if you, how do you eat your meal? How you eat your meal is how you eat your life. (laughs) Like how you, (laughs) how you, how you metabolize your life, how you greet your life. Like, are you savoring? I mean, this is this is the opportunity. And I think one of the things that's really true is it's like, if you really savor your food, my experience is I need less of it. Mm. I'm really, so that's the place where it fills us up, that sense of abundance. I think it's powerful. Less but better. You know, you don't, less, you don't, you don't, you don't need the huge big rocks. You get the small ones first and life yeah. feels full. Um, there you go. Number four, appreciation is generative. When you tend to what you value, what you value thrives. What we appreciate appreciates, basically is what you're saying. That's exactly. Um, it's true. Talk to me about this one. I think it's important because it's this is about where it becomes active. 
you know, there's a trajectory here. Um, life as a gift is really about stopping. The practice of, of grateful living is really stop, let go. Life as a gift is about stopping to notice. It's about poignancy as a point of perspective, really. And so that's very, it's more of a, just be, slow down, stop, notice. And then the next two, everything is surprise and the ordinary is extraordinary. Those are perspective points. So we start mm -hmm. to really earn, we look, we look and we notice, we look and we notice. And then go is where we go next, which is really appreciation is generative and appreciation is active and it is potent mm. and it makes a huge difference in everything that we're around. The, if To me, it's the opposite of taking for granted, really, right? So it's a very active, when you don't take it for granted, then, then you're actively appreciating it. And, you know, do it with plants, do it with children, do it with students, do it with you know, one leg of your body and not the other leg of your body. If you want to do an experiment, you know, it's like tending is a very active, exquisite state, mm -hmm. right? To tend something. And part of what I really got excited about is the whole idea of the way that this translates to our values, not just things and people, but if you value community, if you value democracy, if you value um cultural things, value art, if you, you know what, and you show up for it, appreciation is generative. It helps those things grow. Yeah. And there's an accountability, I think, that's important to name here, which is to show up for the things you're grateful for. Mm. And I am one of those people who I just started talking with a Southern accent listening to you. That's too funny. <laughs> I, I, um, I walk every day and I walk in this beautiful place And I'm just a weirdo for picking up trash because I'm such a believer. To me, if I could walk right by trash in a place that I think is one of the most exquisite places on the planet, yeah. then some, then what am I missing? I'm half asleep. I'm like not there. So to me, appreciation is generative. If you tend something, it's going to make it thrive. Yeah. And if you don't, then you can't say that you valued it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yep. If you don't show up for it. So I, I love this kind of call. It's like a calling, totally. a calling to show up for the things and to really actively acknowledge and appreciate what we care about. Yeah. Well said you, um, that stop, look, go when you said that and, and you kind of broke it down through this lens of yeah. appreciation and tending kind of my like little benediction thing that I've always yeah. ended a lot of program of our episodes here is, pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebirds sing and be love. And mm. there's something there that stop, look, go that, that totally take it in. Don't, don't walk by the orchid. Do not, do not let that bluebird sing his or her song without you hearing it. And when you do, you emerge from that place. Um, well, you're this, you've got grateful living written all over <laughs> you um, because, because where we're headed next is love. That's right. That's right. Right? Love is transformative. Number five of the guiding principles. When you embrace the great fullness of life, your heart overflows. Totally. So this is about live in that state of vulnerability. Live in that state of oneness, of investment, of deep loving concern and care for the world, for each other. And the great fullness of life is also what's really important here is gratefulness can hang out with all the hardest stuff in life. Hmm. Gratitude can't. No. Gratitude just <laughs> runs screaming out the back door, you know, when things get really hard. Hmm. And so what I love is the great fullness of life is it's where we're broken open. It's the broken open heart. It's the heart that um, feels everything and is so alive to compassion and empathy and It stays I think the present. broken heart. Yeah, it stays present. Stays pre it stays present tough. for the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And and there's what's underneath all of this that Brother David talks about so much that is less in this book than it is other places is this idea of trusting in life mm -hmm. that you that when you can hang with the fullness of life, you trust that there's learning, there's growth, there's things that come out of struggle in your own life, right? That you you see the possibility uh, and you, and you commit to that and you don't shy away. And so it's eyes wide open, heart wide open. 
and then you go and you be love. You become love, you act from love, and you transform the world by being an agent of that love. And it grows all the way from life is a gift and it goes right through all those stages. And it's just a beautiful way to live life. This is too much. Fun. Okay. We're just, okay. we're just okay. passing it back and forth too much. Um, I'd be happy to do I, that. The I, sequel. Grateful Living, the sequel. Right. 2.0. <laughs> um, well, and, and I hope that our listeners here um, can hear the energy that's between you and I. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. manufacture this, this type of energy unless what we're talking about is true, is very, very yeah. true. Um, I agree. And, and I think your work here at Wake Up Grateful, um, is, and this is a book, you don't have to read it all at once. You can put right, this one in the shouldn't. backpack and like right. open up a random page. I promise you, oh. whatever paragraph is staring at you, it, it's it's going to speak to you in some way. Yeah, um, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Before we go, I always ask some folks some questions. You okay with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, first one is, do you have any daily rituals? Absolutely. First thing in the morning. That's always, I think, um, David White, the poet. Oh, my um, gosh. Everything know, is waiting most... for you. I mean, yeah. when I hear everything is waiting for you, I it just, good Lord, it guts me every time. It's all because you know what that is? That is these, that is the ordinary is extraordinary. That's right. He's talking about the tea kettle is waiting and the, right. the, everything is waiting for you. So for me, David White, he says something like the office of prayer is most open at a new dawn, something Mm. like that. I'm completely wrecking it, I'm sure. But um, it's still, it sounds good. And so for me, I, I love, I'm a very early riser. I get up around 4.35 every morning. I noticed our emails were at 4 a.m. Oh, okay. (laughs) So whoops, I usually don't do that. So um, I was a dead giveaway there. So, but I also take time before I, and I have rituals and I have, I sit with a, a warm beverage. I do a little bit of writing. There's important things that I do first thing in the morning that are less so during the rest of the day, mm-hmm. but I do, I do a walk every single day in the same place every single day. Wow. So that is an interesting thing. Cause a lot of people like to shake it up and I love, I'm a very, it's like I'm monogamous around my walk. I'm yep. so committed to this place yep. and how it changes all the time and how the weather makes it different. And we have such strong seasons up in Massachusetts where I live. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, that. those are some of them. Beautiful. Uh, David White tangent. Is there anything better than how he reads lines twice in a row? I know some <laughs> people can't stand it. You know, oh, some people, it. some people, but well, I can't listen to him because he repeats some lines. I'm like, <laughs> I did a weekend workshop with him yeah. so many years ago, decades ago. And it was one of the most inspiring things. Well, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely love that. Uh, next one. What's currently keeping you curious? <clears throat> Ooh, um, God, it's such a cop out. Everything. <laughs> your daily walk. Your 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 my your, everything. Your, yeah, everything. That's the what perfect the, answer. I mean, what? I mean, I really was thinking. I was like. I'm curious about the conversation that's coming after this. I'm curious about how this is going to end. I'm curious. I mean, literally there's not an hour of the day that I'm not curious about. I love it. I love it. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs> Get on the fast track to self-love because you're going to end up there and you're fighting it. <laughs> And you think that there's something wrong that needs to be fixed. And if you could just know how important it is to embrace who you are and love who you are, just go from there. Hmm. Start there. Because hmm. it takes a long time. It takes so long for most of us to get to that place. Yep. And um, I would have loved her. And she wouldn't. she wouldn't have made me. If she was any, you know, all the struggle is what made me who I am. So we have to go through those things. But I think it would be, you know, whatever's so for you, 
whatever's so, let it be so. Mm-hmm. And know that it's part of the whole path, that you're not off the path, you're on the path, whatever is true. That'll be a gift for somebody today. That, that, I hope that, so. That'll be a gift. Thank you for that. Um, Thank you. I love that answer. Been given a lot of answers here, and I haven't had that answer. Get on the fast track. Get your tail in gear to loving yourself, because that's where this whole thing's <laughs> headed. <laughs> the whole thing. Can you can you please just shrink the time frame? Yeah. You know yeah, that liminal space, right? Oh, goodness. Oh. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Christy Nelson. Um, her work and her energy in the world has been a light to me in these last few weeks, and I am. Uh, I'm grateful to call her friend now. I can say that, right? We can please we're friends now. Um, so let's you, make this. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sequel. I'm ready. I'm ready for some, her, the, the second one. 2023. Um, but I'm just. Yeah. 2023. I'm savoring this. This has been a beautiful time, and thank you for what you do in the world. It's a real gift, you and bet. you are a gift. You bet. Well, thank you so much. Like mm-hmm. knows like. Um, so until next time, Christy, we wish you the best and, uh, we will have you back sometime next year. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.